Hi, my name is Crystal Santos. Thank you for tuning in to the Atomic Podcast. And, of course, I love this podcast. Have fun, have a brilliant day, and thanks again. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, she's back again. She is a stunt performer. She's an actor. She's a producer. Ladies and gentlemen, the Latina Wonder Woman, Crystal Santos. Crystal, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's a pleasure to talk to you once again. Great talking to you, too. You're always fun. Ah, yes. And uh, I just wanted to say, I, I said the Latina Wonder Woman because for Halloween, you had the Wonder Woman outfit and you got a lot of comments with that. Um, do you, like, if there was a Wonder Woman television series, would you want to be considered in the running? You know what? Why not? That would be fun. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, because, if, you know, if people remember Linda Carter has some Latina blood in her, so, you know, it's it's yeah, possible. Yeah, she, she, she's Latina. Uh, she's actually, I believe, half um, her mother's Colombian or something like that. Yeah. And um, interesting enough is I chose the costume because of my seven-year-old son. My seven-year-old son told me he wanted me to be Wonder Woman this year because he is Batman every year. And he wanted us to kind of look like a team. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I had, I had, no, I actually was going to wait to Halloween to wear it, but I had a charity event, um, a cancer benefit for an organization, and the event was called Hollywood Hotness. Yeah. And you dress in costumes. So, I said, well, I have my costume for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure you have a lot of looks and a lot of comments. Um, is it probably one of your favorite costumes to wear, or you wore other costumes before? You know what? It is my favorite costume to wear. I was Catwoman one year, and you know that was fine. But when we were inside, I got so hot in that suit. So you know, it was nice. It, it's actually it was a great costume, and it's kind of my style, that particular Wonder Woman costume. Oh, okay, okay, because I'm sure a lot of people want to see you in the Wonder Woman outfit, and I think you could pretty much kick butt in that outfit. The what? I said I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much sure you could kick butt in that outfit. <laughs> well, I am trained. Yeah, that's true, but I don't know if you could do those stunts in those heels, though. Of course I can. Or that's what I'm trained to do. Oh, and, and the, everything, I, most things I've ever done have on film and TV have been in high heels. Yeah. We, oh, we don't get flat. Oh, so they don't, they don't, like, take it out, like, you know, in filming, like, all right, let's edit it out, let's take out the, you know, you're actually doing it with the heels on and everything? Yes! Wow! We actually do all the fight sequences and any type of, like, stunt that I ever do, if I have heels on, I do them in high heels. I've even, done, I've even had to do stunt car driving in high heels because the director insisted, even though you couldn't see my feet. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I can fully kick some butt in high heels. True story. Wow, that's that's epic and that's dangerous. Woo, I wouldn't not <laughs> never want to mess with you in a in a California highway or anything like that. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty zen. It's it's actually really hard to get me mad. I mean, you have to be a horrible human being, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm pretty easygoing and I and I really do love people. I like most people and. 
there's, you know, most people are something great about. I would say for every one piece of garbage that walks this earth, there are ten really good people. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know, yeah. So, that's, huh? I said, I said, no, I said, that's really true because, you know, um, you meet, let's say, t- like you just said, ten good people, but I don't know, probably two or three of them are like, kind of like, not rotten, but you know, you could tell they have, they already have like that pissed off look on their face that someone crapped in their mouth or something. Like they just have the face of anger, <laughs> you know, I, I see a lot of people like that. Yeah, well, you know, but also, I think a lot of people do things that are against their nature, meaning they're doing things that don't make them happy. Mm -hmm. They're in, you know, they're in jobs or relationships or lifestyles that, 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 that aren't happiness for them. And they perpetuate a cycle, and they will never be happy. What's sad is you're not going to find happiness where you're not already happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, example, you could think, oh, I like to do this job. But then you do this job and you realize, oh, I don't like that job. Well, if you don't like that job, then you need to find something that you're passionate about. You know, like I meet tons of, I tons of conversation with a friend. I meet several women and I've even met some men where they'll, they'll meet a guy mm-hmm. and start dating him or they'll marry him. And all of a sudden, they're doing everything he likes to do. Now, I know these women well enough to say, they didn't like those things. That was not their passion. And all of a sudden, they're gung-ho. Eventually, it falls apart. Why? And they're unhappy. Why? Because they're doing nothing they like to do. Yeah. And when you change yourself for someone or you change yourself because you have an idea of what a job or something should be, you know, you're not, you're going against your nature. Mm-hmm. And I think and when you don't have passion for something, when you don't have passion for your work, when you don't have passion for your spouse or the person you're dating, you, you need to leave. Yeah. So why I'm happy, I, I always have been in situations that I am passionate about. I am passionate about my work. I love acting. I love stunts with acting. I love producing. I get to meet so many amazing people. And I would never get to meet these people if it wasn't for my career. And I enjoy their stories, and I enjoy bringing stories to life. Uh, in my dating life, I, would, I don't date anyone I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel that, oh, I'm comfortable with this person. I need to stay. That's ridiculous. But what about like you know you know how people are like they're with somebody for a long period of time but um it's almost like they're scared to leave but you know you know how it is when you you know you love someone but you're not in love with someone and then you're just with him out of security reasons um how what advice would you give to somebody who's like in a relationship like that but is afraid to leave because they don't think they can do any better Leave. Yeah, there's always, it's not a matter of doing better, it's finding something and someone that is compatible and fits with you. Mm-hmm. Because the person you're with is not less of a person, unless of course there are, they are a truly horrible person, like an abuser or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. the person you're with isn't terrible, it's just you're not compatible. Sometimes two people bring out the worst each, in each other, and then they find someone they're most compatible with, and they bring out the best in each other. I've seen couples where, um, like example, I, I dated a man that brought out the worst in me, and then I've dated a man that brought out the best in me. Different relationships. Now, if someone's bringing out the worst in you, you need to leave. Yeah. If someone brings out the best in you, that is a great sign. Um, it's a matter about compatibility. It's not that a person is, is, is 
less than you, they're just different than you. They're not compatible with you. They don't. You don't belong together. It's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. It's not going to work. So I say leave. I was married. I was with the same man for 14 years. Wow. You know, I, I loved him. But, you know, he cheated on me, and we had a situation in our marriage, and we got a divorce. And I, and that was a choice I was very happy about. Mm-hmm. I had a baby, too. And you know what? I realized staying with someone after they've betrayed you or done anything that is going to ruin the trust in a relationship is not going to make it better. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to actually perpetuate negative emotions, negative feelings. You're mm-hmm. always going to think about what they did wrong to you. And then especially if you have children, your children are living in a hostile environment where they sense that mm-hmm. you are unhappy with that person. You are arguing. So instead, you go your separate ways. Now, my ex-husband and I have a great relationship now. Um, we, we have joint custody of our son. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, it works out wonderfully. Uh, I, you know, I would call him before I called babysitter. He would call me before he called the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And I, we are much happier not together anymore. Because if we had stayed and tried to work that out, we would have just created negativity. And my child is a happy little boy. Mm-hmm. There, his teachers are always commenting on how happy he is. Why? Because he lives in households where there are no arguments, where there is no discord, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's balanced. Yeah. There's, I can focus on raising him and nurturing him instead of being upset uh, over, you know, what my ex-husband may have done. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even hold a grudge against him for that. I don't hold grudges either. Well, I have had people that wrong me, and I do not hold grudges. I cannot be bothered with it. Yeah. I move on with my life. Yeah. I focus on things that make me happy. Yeah. Come, can I ask you, um, how did you find out, how did you find out that he cheated on you? Because, you know, a lot of people have been in situations where they've been cheated on and they forgive them. Like, you know, I forgive you, but I don't forget. Um, how did you find out? And was there a point at a time where you was going to forgive him or it was over from the jump? Um, I found out from our travel agent who he booked a trip with his mistress with. Whoa. Yeah. But that's, you know, again. Okay. I find that I am much happier in my life now than I was in my life with him anyways. Mm. Like, we weren't always unhappy, but towards the, you know, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and then he just went to kind of this crazy little phase, and that's what happened in his life, and I don't even hold it against him. He's just, those were his choices. Those are his burdens. This has nothing to do with me. As a matter of fact, it liberated me. You know, I didn't have to um, go through those struggles. Wow. So, you know, I, I honestly, in my life, am truly that blessed where I'm at now. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. Oh, yes, I tell people, if you are not happy in a relationship, and I mean, we had businesses together, we had everything together, but if you're not happy and the passion's not there and someone has betrayed you, leave. Because you're always going to look at them with, you're not going to be happy. You're going to despise them for what they've done. You're going to harbor resentment. What's the point? Like I said, I don't even hold grudges. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't forget stuff. (laughs) But I don't hold grudges. I I don't really care because, you know, I don't have time for that. I don't stay mad at people because I move on. 
I have my work that I love so much to worry about. I have my son, my number one priority that I that I'm concerned about and things to do with him and my family and my friends and you know, I don't really I don't see any joy in dwelling on things. And also, it's like I don't like even talking about past things because I can't fix them. Yeah. Even if I'm sorry about something I did, why dwell on it? I can't go back with a time machine and fix it, so why cause myself or other people mental anguish over it? Yeah. Move on. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, this is why I'm happy. Wow. Have you ever told that story before, Crystal? I, I, I never heard you talk about your personal life like that. Wow. Uh, no. Uh, no, not on. Uh, no, I have not, actually. No. Wow. <laughs> No, well, no. I'm, 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 I'm glad that you did because you know it's, it's inspiring and it's fascinating because you know people see, oh, she's an actress. She doesn't have any problems at all. She's a star. She's making tons of money. But you know, you have, you know, you just have, um, you know, you have a job like anybody else, and you have problems and situations like everybody else. You know, and you know, you have a child out of that relationship, and you know, you achieve, you know, you, you achieve happiness in, a, you know, um, in a different way, and you know, out of the pain and the struggle you been through you able to overcome it and you know still have your head up have your head held up high and continue to move forward yes and and, you know and honestly since um and to be honest it's like i have met men that i'm more compatible with now in this phase of my life than i was with my ex-husband people outgrow each other yeah they really do. Um, my ex-husband and I grew, outgrew each other. We were together really young for so long, and we sort of went separate ways in our beings. Mm-hmm. You know, and you add his illness, and then at the time also when he was doing that, um, I was living in the hospital with my son who was born sick. Yeah. So I was more worried about my son than what my, my husband at the time was doing with his time. And I don't regret that. Yeah. And you know, he lives with regret. This is not, again, have, doesn't have anything to do with me. I mean, like I said, we're in a good place now, and he helps with my, you know, we have 50% custody. He's really a good father. And, you know, I really hope good things for him all the time. And he tries really hard. Uh, and we are definitely just very two different people. Very two different people now. Wow, that's that's amazing that you say that because you know, like I like I was saying before, I'm gonna reiterate it. You know, people have different struggles, and some people are afraid to be alone because they're they don't know what's out there or they fear the unknown. But you know, the thing is, a lot of people, you know, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of myself of that of being complacent, and you know, you get scared of trying something new, and you know, not not necessarily you have to break up with somebody or whatnot, but you know, just to you know, explore yourself and, you know, put yourself out there and just go for it, right? Yes. You know, and and honestly, why be afraid? I mean, I think that the best thing you could discover is yourself. You know, I think I grew grew so much after my divorce because I was with my ex-husband for so long and since I was so young. Mm -hmm. And yes, I always had a great sense of self, but I really didn't discover myself until after my divorce. Wow. And I was always independent, but I realized the core of the happiness was always with just me. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have joy with other people. You can have mutual, you know, respect, fun, love, and happiness, but that 
isn't responsible for your happiness. Yeah. You truly are. And I think everyone should spend, you know, once in a while, you know, you have families, you know, you're married, whatever. Go spend a day alone. Mm-hmm. You know, just one day alone yeah. every other month. And just regroup. You know, mm-hmm. especially moms that have multiple children they, they, and, and they're married. Being married is a lot of work. And people yeah. don't realize it. Some people say to me, oh, my God, you know, how are you single? Isn't it difficult? Are you joking? <laughs> being married was harder than, being, being married was harder than being single. Yeah. I'm living the easy life. Yeah. Being married takes work, takes trust, takes commitment, you know, takes communication. It takes daily, everyone's evolving and changing and individually and as a couple. Yeah. So, it's actually commendable that people get married. You know, if you can get married, you took a leap. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't live in fear. Because most people that don't get married also, I believe, live in fear. Yeah. Because of that. Like yeah. being stuck with a person. Yeah. being having to have, What happens if you can't get out? You know what? They may divorce. It really isn't so bad. I'm yeah. on that end of it. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. al- there's also people that don't get married either for financial reasons. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. that, you know, if you get married, you don't get as much money back. You know, it, it, it's a totally like a lot of different situations why people don't get married. But you're right about that. A lot yeah. of people fear, you know, commitment, you know. Yes. And, well, and those are excuses because you can navigate that with prenups. You can ra- navigate that with corporations. You can navigate that <laughs> with a variety of ways. So that's an excuse not to get married. Yeah. I, I think when you don't get married, and also I think people that choose not to have children, I mean, if you can't have children, completely different story. Mm-hmm. If you um, are an a-hole and you simply are a selfish person, okay, don't have children, let's, you know, save the world from whatever. <laughs> but if you're a stand-up person and you're, you know, you work hard and you're choosing not to have children, you're afraid. Mm-hmm. That, that is also fear. Mm-hmm. So I always find that whenever um, I meet men that are in their 40s and they haven't been at least married once, yeah. it's because they've lived a life of fear. Wow, I never, wow, and, that's interesting. Say that again, say that again. I want you to say that again. Okay, when I've met men over 40, 40 and up, who have never been married at least once, it's because they're living a life out of fear. Wow. That's powerful right there. Wow. And they can't take a leap. They're afraid. And it's sad because those men, as they get to their mid-40s and late-40s, you know, they start thinking about children and they start thinking about marriage. But, again, they're still living in fear. Mm -hmm. And some of them never really realize a lot of it until they're 50. And then they're 60. And, you know, God bless them for deciding, okay, I'm going to be a dad in my 50s. Wow, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot. Children take a lot of energy. Yeah. And you are starting late, and it's okay. I mean, at least you jump at some point. But I know people. I've met older men who never did, and I've had conversations. I used to volunteer at a at a nursing home, and I met some of these older men who never got married, and it it was sad. They had nobody, and yeah. they were so sad. And, you know, they always talked about one woman, each of them. There's always one woman that they should have married and they loved, but they were scared. They didn't make enough money. Mm -hmm. 
it's interesting because I find that with men too, I have a lot of guy friends and, you know, and, and even when I volunteered the old folks home, it was uh, the, the senior home. Mm. I find that it always comes down to financial status. Men have a misconception that if they're not financially set, they cannot get married or have children. And what's sad about that is they don't give a woman enough credit. Mm-hmm. Because if you're truly in love with someone, a woman or a man, you will find a way to make it work. Yeah. And you don't have to be. My ex-husband and I, when we were young, we were broke. Mm-hmm. We, were, we didn't even have college careers yet. We didn't know what we wanted to be when we grew, grew up. Mm-hmm. But we really did it. We grew together. And we made a huge business together. And, you know, our financial status didn't dictate what our future was. We created our financial status together. Yeah. So I think that's a misconception a lot of men have. And I get it, like provider and whatnot. But I think a lot of men are afraid and live in fear of um, the unknown. And also, a lot of men will make choices based on um, not their feelings for whatever reason. And, And it always ends up in disappointment, but... You know, it's it's something that I see a lot of men do. You know, I've even, I met a guy who was with a girl for a long time, a friend of mine, and he would, his his girlfriend had, um, like, bipolar issues, and he didn't want to leave her because he thought she'd commit suicide, but but he wanted to leave her. And then he was cheating on her with with other girls, and I'm sitting here going, this is a whole bout of unhappiness for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm all about moving on. I'm all about, you know, finding people that you are compatible with, people you can trust, people that are loyal to you, people that you can grow with, understanding that you will still grow independently as well as together. Respecting each other's differences is important. And that's one thing I always did, you know, maintain even with my ex-husband. We still, we, we became, we respected each other's differences. So, I think being married is tougher than being single. So, God bless all you married people. And mm-hmm. you know what? You're brave because you got married. Mm-hmm. And you took that next step. And you have children, so you learned what unconditional love is. Because as a parent, I can tell you right now, I didn't know what unconditional love was until I had my son. And I don't think you can know that until you have a child. Yeah. You, you, have, you can have nieces, you can have nephews, you can have pets. I had all that. Yeah. I fully didn't understand unconditional love, giving up everything, sacrificing everything for someone until I had a child. Mm. Then I understood it. Then I understand it. everything I do now is for my child. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's what it all comes down to. Everything you're doing is, like you said, is for your child. And, you know, you want him to have better than what you have. Exactly. You know, right? Exactly. You just, that's yeah, what you ab- want. Absolutely. You know, that's what every parent, well, healthy parents, want. Yeah. You know, you, you move to Wisconsin from New York for a better life for your daughters. Yes. And that's unconditional love because you love New York. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable in New York, but you and your wife made a decision, a really amazing decision for your children, and that's my point. 
Mm-hmm. You, it's out of unconditional love. Because yeah. you will give everything for your children. So I think being a parent, you know, it's, I think everyone should get married at least once. And I think everyone should have at least one child to experience unconditional love. And also, it, you know, but no, and no path you take is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. doesn't matter. So why not enjoy the journey? Why not evolve? You know, and I think also you have more compassion for people when you're a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, when I deal with people, I look at them and go, I want to try to be kind to them. I want to try to help them. They are someone's son. They are someone's daughter. Yeah. Someone put a lot of love and care into getting them where they're at. So why would I treat them bad? I wouldn't want anyone treating my son terribly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Crystal. Um, um, any regrets in life? Any regrets? Any regrets in life? See, I don't really think about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't dwell on it. Good. Let's see. Any regret? No. You know, if I ever had them, I sure as heck forgot about them. I don't dwell on things. I yeah. And I really do follow my heart, and I follow my passion. So I'll take that leap every single time, and I'm okay with that. Okay, so um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What is your own personal model? Like, what is your credo? What is what is something that you live by and, and you live it day by day? Is there like a personal model that you read or something that inspires you to keep doing what you're doing and um, excelling in whatever you do? Well, actually, it's interesting. Um, I have a few, but one of the uh, quotes that kind of stuck with me and Which one? The what? No, the, the, the PT folders. The PT folders. What's the, hmm, You're going to make me Google well, they, they had, Well, they had these folders in high school everyone got, you know. And it was a quote on one of those folders by Madame Marie Curie. Oh. And I kept it with me all through college. I cut it out and I saved it. And I put it in every single one of my binders. Wow, are you serious? I, you did I, that? I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I researched her life. And it's also why I ended up going to school and studying um, in college biology and psychology, I, I, I really was, I would say, I really looked up to Madame Marie Curie and Tesla. Those are my two, like, you know, I was a geek. I really was. Uh, athletic, but still, yeah, I really was into science. And then as I grew up, you know, now that is still something that I, a quote that I, I endeared to. But every day I wake up, I'm always about Follow your passion. Follow your heart. If something feels wrong, don't do it. Mm-hmm. If it feels organic and if it feels right, then pursue it. Yeah. Try not to hurt people. Do your best to, you know, stand up for yourself, defend yourself, defend others around you, and do your best, you know, to...
to help others. Mm. At the end of the day, every career, everything you do is a collaborative thing. Mm. Sports, career, uh, family, everything is collaborative. There is no such thing as by yourself. Mm. You know, I, I am where I'm at in my career thanks to many, many people. Mm-hmm. Many people who believed in me, who gave me the chance who trained me, who looked after me, and my family, you know, they help make me who I am. My son, they help with my son. I help with their children, you know, or vice versa. Sports, you know, you want to say, even if you're a runner, even if you're a fighter, you have trainers. Mm-hmm. You have senseis, you have seafoods, you have uh, coaches, and they may, they help guide you to become an athlete. They help push you. So there is nothing you ever do alone. And so for when, when you isolate yourself and you don't like people or this and that, you'll find that you won't succeed because every single thing you do in life is a collaboration. That's amazing. Um, what is the single best piece of advice you've ever received from anyone, teacher? It could be anybody. What's the, you know, the single best piece of advice you ever received? Um, okay. Well, I just like it. <laughs> the best advice. My CEO, Samuel Clark, actually told me, "If you don't move, you'll be killed. So move." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I think it kind of goes for a lot of things. I like to stay in perpetual motion, and I think that you know. I'm not a person that likes to stay stagnant, and in martial arts, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crystal, thank yeah. you so much. You know, I know we didn't really get to talk about um, your professional career, but, you know, this is really cool. You know, you opened up, and um, I appreciate this. You know, thank you so okay. much. Oh, I will be at the Urban Action Showcase uh, November 11th and 12th in New York. And the premiere of Paying Mr. Maggetti, which I play the role of Talia, will be uh, premiering at the theater in Times Square. Oh, my God. Part of the Urban Action Showcase. And I don't live in New York no more. This is crazy. I'm so upset. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Great cast. Great people. Love the producers. Um... It's starring Marcus Taylor, who's known for Straight Outta Compton, and Don Wilson, which, I mean, hi, everybody knows Don Wilson. Yeah. You think. Uh, I really just, I, I enjoy the movie, and I'm happy to be part of it with everyone. And then next week I will be at a screening for the um, Los Angeles World Festival where the Boom Boom Girls are wrestling, which I play the slasher, yes. is screening on October 24th, and then, of course, uh, I'll be at the American Film Market coming up. So, lots going on, lots of fun stuff, and, you know. Will the, will the Boom Boom Girls come to New York City as well, or? I don't know. I oh, don't okay. know. I, I, I have no idea, but if it does, you'll be the first to know. Oh, all right, if you could get me tickets to fly me out to um, the 14th Street um, Theater, I'll definitely appreciate that. <laughs> I guess that means no, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a fun premiere, though. It'll be fun. Um, I haven't been in New York in 10 years.
10 years, actually. So it'll be great to see everyone. And I hear really good things about the Urban Action uh, Showcase. So yes. I can't wait to uh, see some of my friends and meet some new people. Yes. And, and if you want to indulge in sweets, go to um, Rights to Riches in downtown. I think it's... Soho, I believe. I'm not really too sure. If you Google rice to riches, if you're a rice pudding fan, is an excellent pl place for different types of rice pudding. You'll love it. Oh my God, I got a terrible sweet tooth. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably go. Ah, okay, okay. Um, any um, any other um movies coming out? Any stunt work you're doing? Well, I don't do any stunt doubling. And I always want to be clear with people because they yes, get confused. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I haven't done that in many years. Uh, I do a lot of acting with my own stunts. Yes. And, you know, this year was a you know, pretty good year in film and TV, as our, you know, we previously talked about. Mm -hmm. And I do have two big movies coming up, which are fight movies. I just can't release the names, and they have A-list talent in them. We, we have those ironclad NDAs. Yeah. So uh, I start filming between from the end of the year to the beginning of the year, and as soon as I can say anything, I promise I will. Oh, you can't even... Oh, what a tease. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Awesome. I'm really excited about both of them, and that's actually what I'm in training for right now. Oh, okay, okay. You promise to come back with me on the show, and we'll talk about it? Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. All right, Crystal, it's a pleasure to talk to you, as always. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks, and peace out.